Hey there, authentic leaders. We have some really exciting news for all of you today. In this podcast, we've been exploring living and leading with greater authenticity, a life aligned with what we truly care about. And David and I have found that living authentically leads to increased credibility in our leadership, along with vitality, freedom, meaning, and ultimately driving purpose in our lives. Now, the conversations on these podcasts really are an extension of our authentic leadership retreat, The Other Everest. This is a world-class event where we invite leaders at all levels of organizations and in all walks of life. They come and join us in remote locations where we turn off our devices, where we disconnect and really connect to our hearts and who we truly and authentically want to be as leaders. Now, we're aware that not everyone has the ability to up and go to a leadership retreat, and obviously for so many reasons. And for whatever reason that may be for you, we feel strongly that you should still be able to be a part of this authentic leadership journey. So the really exciting news we have is that the Other Everest World Class Retreat will now be a world-class online program for you, the authentic leader. This will be a life-changing, transformative online experience. You will be able to do this from anywhere in the world and completely at your own pace. It's a space where you can deepen your commitment to being a leader through increased self-awareness, a stronger and clearer purpose and presence, and where you can join a community of authentic, like-minded leaders who have all embarked on a journey together. That journey is to the other Everest. So stay tuned to the podcast or visit www.davidirvin.com for more information. We look so forward to going on this journey with each and every one of you. And now for your regularly scheduled podcast. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. Our intent in this podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives, and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference, making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves, which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. 
She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Welcome back, everybody. I'm David Irvin, and I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Ali Stone. And we want to welcome you to this week's session podcast, Further Along the Road Less Traveled Through This Coronavirus and Beyond. And what we're focusing on is how do you stay authentic? How do you stay real? How do you stay inspiring? How do you inspire yourself? How do you keep yourself real? How do you keep yourself inspired? And how do you do the same for other people? And we, we thought it'd be an interesting session today to talk about what we're going to call authentic reentry. I know I've been hired by a few clients these days, quite a few clients, actually, to help them get their staff back into the workplace through this. And the analogy that I'm using, Ali, these days is the analogy of coming back from space and how much attention that astronauts, well, in all of space travel has to attend to this process of re-entry. It's a dangerous process. It's a very intentional process. And you have to be clear on the, on the structure of how you're getting through that. And I would argue that the same applies here. And I know you have been going through this in the last month with your staff and getting them back into the restaurant business. And I just would be curious to talk about what your thoughts are about re-entry. What has that meant to you and your restaurant? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you suggested this topic, it kind of, you know, when you get those little like lightning bulbs going off in your head and I'm like, okay, we could go in this direction or this direction with this conversation. I feel like this is so important right now. So on so many levels, so we could start at, at the base level where there is a lot of people and maybe if I'm just taking my business specifically they were not even working for like two three months so they didn't even put <laughs> their work clothes on for lack of a better word and get in their car and drive somewhere so what that does to somebody when all of a sudden the switch is flipped and they're told or asked to come back to work that's really hard on people and then on the other side, that's really hard on the leadership because they're seeing this frustration or stress or people trying to cope with yet another change. And, and they're feeling all this pressure on, on the leadership side to try and, you know, make this a comfortable experience and make this, make this you know, as good as possible for the team coming back. But the, the team members coming back are really struggling to navigate all of this you know, uncertainty again, because let's be honest, most companies, I don't think, and I might be wrong about this, so this is just my opinion, but I don't think they went back to the circumstance they were in before. I, I highly doubt a lot of businesses reopened or re-brought back their team where at least something wasn't different, like wearing a mask, <laughs> which, you know, seems small, but it's actually massive on your psyche, right? I feel so weird every time I'm wearing a mask. 
I can't smile. I feel like people don't hear me, right? All of these other things start coming in. And so it gets in the way of what you're trying to do. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's one of my big light bulbs <laughs> for sure. And so how do you navigate that? You know, um, I'm always thinking from the leadership perspective, but as a leader, how do you stay empathetic to and navigate these circumstances that the people on your team are facing that are, for lack of a better word, turning their life upside down yet again <laughs> and help them through that and make them still want to love coming to work and love being a part of your organization and, and love what they do and find that passion and purpose and work again, because chances are they lost some of that in that time. So. so whether you were unemployed for this time and not working at all, or whether you're working at home, and there's going to be some people who say, you know what, I can't wait to get back into the office. And there's going to be some people who are saying, you know what, I've actually, I, 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 I'm not driving eight hours to work every week, and I'm actually kind of enjoying it. And now I have to come back to work and be at the office, but I have really found it comfortable. And then there's going to be some people who are saying, just get me away from all of you know, my spouse that I've had to live with for the last three months, 24 seven, and my kids that I need a break from. So you're going to get all over the, we're going to get the whole map here. Yes. And I think what's important for me is how do we do this in a way that's real? So the first principle for me is to know where we're at personally with this, to know, hey, how is it for you personally to come back into a new environment that chances are, I absolutely agree. There's no environment that you're coming back to that's back to normal. That's no. at this stage, that's just the way it always was. Um, things have changed, expectations have changed. I, I did for the first time, I met with a client in the city in Calgary last week. And we met with the executive team and just walking into the business, into the building, it's eerily, it's it, 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 uh, abandoned. And, <laughs> And it's, it's weird going downtown cities. Yes. And, and, um, and just like just my own experience of that. And what I found I needed to do is just put words to that when I was with the executive team and just say, this is kind of what, and I didn't know what's the protocol now. Do we shake hands? Do we not shake hands? How comfortable are we with this? Where are people at? And I think it's just good to name it. And, and just put words to whatever our experience is in coming back. And just, I always say you get stronger by getting real right. and just acknowledging it. So I'm, I, is that something that you, I'm assuming, have been able to do with your team when they've come back? Yeah, for sure. I feel uh, it's actually, it's funny you say that um, when you get real, it becomes reciprocal too. So the people that you're leading, they really start to lean into that because they feel comfortable, right? You're creating this sense of safety that it's okay to ask if you can shake somebody's hand or you, in my industry, it's all about hugs. <laughs> so it's like, can I give you a hug? Are you okay with that, right? And it's asked in a way that it, it's okay if you say no. Nobody's gonna be offended. Um, and if you do say yes, I mean, they're over the moon happy, right? <laughs> but and it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask, it's safe. And so, you know, you're, as you're talking about this, you're kind of like uh, triggering something in me because I just saw one of uh, our GMs, our rural GMs was here 
and she had a baby in COVID. So I haven't seen her. I haven't seen the baby and she's here with the baby and I walk in and I'm like, ah, and then, and then I just stopped. <laughs> right. Cause I, I, can I touch your baby? I don't know. So I kind of like touched the baby's feet and I was <laughs> talking to her about her little girl or whatever. And then I was like, and then she left and I'm like, I don't know if it was appropriate or if I should have asked to hold her or like, you know, I'm sure she was kind of feeling the same way too. So I probably even could have been a little more real in that situation too, right? We actually had five babies in our organization in COVID. <laughs> oh my gosh. We have some parents going through some really crazy stuff. Um, and, uh, but anyway, I mean, right? It's just all kind of, it's all kind of up in the air. And so it's out of the normal way or functioning or way that I know to be social or interact with the people on our team. So I didn't actually handle that one as well as I would have liked to now that I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking to you or talking with you about that and thinking about it. So it's all a learning curve. Like How would you have done it differently? It, we are all learning. And I think what's called for here is granting grace. We got to be patient with each other. We have to be accepting of each other. We got to hold that space for each other to stumble forward through this. Yeah. How would you have done that differently? I think I would have just asked because I wanted nothing more than to hold her baby <laughs> and be like, oh my God, her baby's so cute, Priya. She's just this cute little baby. And I was like, ah, you know, and I don't have babies of my own. So when I get to cuddle other people's babies, it's the best. <laughs> so I think I should have just asked, but I, I guess I didn't want her to feel obligated either. So there's this safety piece that you really have to be really careful um, about as well. Right. And, and that goes for, babies and adults alike. So I think that that's a really important piece. And so I work in a very social industry, but let's take industries like that you're consulting in and you're working in. They're a lot more formal a lot of times, you know, you see a lot more, it's more of a handshake and not a hug and, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but it may become a little harder to have some of those conversations on re-entry with the team that's coming back, right? And creating that, that uh, circle of safety for them. So here are three principles that I think are really important okay. for myself and for leading teams in coming back. There's three questions that I think have to be asked of every employee. And you know, if you're coming back, I'm thinking in the restaurant industry, you're coming back and you're just like rolling your sleeves up and got your mask on and just like doing the work. So you'd have to step away and ask these questions in a, in a contained way. But to me, the three questions are, what have you lost during this time? What are we giving up? And part of it is just to acknowledge, and this can be done in a team environment. It can be done on a one-on-one, -on -one, but I have a bias that every employee needs to be asked this question. And starting with ourselves, mm -hmm. what have we given up? There isn't a person on this planet who has not lost something in the last three months. Absolutely. And it could be nothing related to work. Yeah. It could be, you know, I, I, there was a funeral that I would have loved to have gone to, or, um, you know, I, I missed uh, just going for a beer with my friends or, or just um, connecting with my family in a way that I, I couldn't during this time. What have you given up during this three months? And 
along the same line with that question, what are we losing coming back here? Mm. What's different? And it could be a temporary loss and it might be a permanent loss. Some of us are coming back to layoffs. And you know what? We're not going to have our friends anymore. We've given up our friends. And I just have a bias to putting words to what we've lost, to make it real. And it can be, you know, it, there's nothing off the table around that. What have you lost personally? What have you lost temporarily? What have you, you know, people need to grieve before they rebuild. Do you think by putting words to it, it allows us to step into that phase or that place of being able to accept it and grieve it like when we can just say these things out loud do they i i think it helps I, and not everybody is going to be open to this yeah, yeah not everybody's ready to talk about their loss and that's okay but you're acknowledging it and you're making this safe space and you're also saying you know what if you don't if you can't even think of what your losses are right now i'm just planting a seed here just think about it and at any point it's really critical for me that we have a safe space here that people can come and talk about what they've given up and what they're losing or what they've lost permanently or temporarily. And uh, this is a way to build community by being this real and you just create a space. And you know what? This is not about blaming anybody. It's not about making anybody wrong. Um, it's just about being real and being human. And people need to grieve before they rebuild. I just have a bias about that. That's awesome. I love it. I think, yeah, and you're right. Some people aren't going to want to talk and everybody handles everything differently. But I do think, um, and I'm all about creating that space. And so you providing this kind of formula for this structure for listeners today is so integral because I think a lot of people who are leading right now have been through so much on their own too, right? So it's, it's a little hard to formulate a plan or to know what the next step is when everything feels like a pivot or a change or, you know what I mean? It's, it becomes really hard to formulate your long-term plan or how you plan to bring your team back together and recreate that culture uh, in your organization and, and in whatever way is important to you, right? Now, this is relatively easier for you because of the um, years of culture that you've put into this. We have got people listening that have not necessarily built that culture. So mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard to start that culture when you haven't built it. Mm -hmm. um, but it can be a way of acknowledging, you know what, um, we've all lost something and share what, what we have lost personally. Um, and acknowledge what, what are you doing with your own losses? We all could take an inventory of stepping back in our life and taking an inventory of this and just saying really, and maybe even writing it down. What have we lost? Because it's really hard to support other people through their losses if we haven't acknowledged our own. And then just ask yourself, what are you doing to get support for your own loss? I mean, we can't depend on the workplace um, for grief counseling. Yeah. Uh, this is an acknowledgement. It's not fixing it, um, but it is helping people find resources. What are you doing in your own life? Who, what friends do you have to share these losses with? What kind of community do you have in your life? Uh, what kind of support do you have? What resources do you have to, to, to just be there for you to hold the space? This is just one way that we can hold the space for you, but I just want to acknowledge 
as a as a leader of this for this team, uh, we've all given up something. So acknowledge that. Second point that you want to ask people, and again, not necessarily all at once. I'm just saying over the next month, these three questions need to be asked. Number number two, what are we committed to preserve here? Mm-hmm. What are we bone deep going to make sure that we're going to keep going that we had before? and that we will not compromise and that we will not give up. What will we, in a shared way, what do we have a shared commitment to do? And again, this can be done individually and it can be done with a team. And maybe it's, hey, the way that we treat customers, the values that we stand for, the way we treat each other, um, we will not compromise that. We have to maybe do it in a different way. We've lost, you know, temporarily. We have to, you know, we, we, we have to be respectful of these masks that we have to wear. And we have to be respectful of each other's needing some space and distance, but that doesn't mean that we're going to treat people disrespectfully. We're going to care about people. These are just examples of what are we going to preserve? What do you think your team would say, Ali, if when you ask them that? It would, it would be all centered around caring for people. And so, yeah, that's not necessarily external (laughs) that's very internal for them too um and and i'm having thoughts of how um we've been challenged with that so we have um it feels like a lot of the circumstance that's presented itself around this pandemic uh you know different ways of doing business like you're saying has really challenged our ability to be 100% committed to that. And so it's actually almost a little harder (laughs) to say, you know, what are we preserving right now? Because uh, in a time of, I don't know, I don't know if I would call this crisis anymore, but challenge in a time of major challenge, especially economically and in business, holding on to what you want to preserve is usually something that's touches your heart and it's like in your culture or something like that. And then you have all of these other forces outside from this crisis that had happened that are trying to penetrate those walls. So there's a lot of checking in with yourself on your decisions and your actions. And uh, yeah, what does that mean? (laughs) And how does it align? And if it doesn't align, how are we going to realign? Sometimes you are forced to do some things that are outside of your values, but how do you get back to where you want to be and just constantly looking for that, that lighthouse <laughs> out there in the distance and moving towards it. And that, that's, uh, that's preserving to me. It's going to be different for everybody. And you, there might be some acknowledgement about how hard that is to do that and how, how hard we have to work together at preserving that. What is that lighthouse for us? that we're going to hang on to that we had before that we're going to keep. And when we get off track, let's, let's have a shared commitment here that we are going to work together to support each other, to keep that lighthouse in mind as we work toward that. And, and what you, so I'm just going to go back to your, your first question, but that creates the safety to have those conversations to preserve, which I think is amazing. I think that's super cool that you're building that. That way, because you have to have a safe space to be able to get to that conversation of how do we keep focusing on this lighthouse, because you have to be able to call people out or not call them out, but you have to be able to have conversations that might create some conflict sometimes. And you have to be okay with that if you want to preserve what you're striving for. 
So. And they could be as simple as, as what you're preserving in your own life. Hey, I'm going to take care. We're going to support each other to take care of our health. Okay, so I'm going to keep up some disciplines in my life to keep my health strong. And we're going to, I'm going to support everybody on this team. If, that, if, if that's important for people here, you, you have my support with that. What matters to people? Maybe it's their personal relationships. I'm not going to compromise. I, you know, I just, I really got connect, reconnected with a spouse, for example. And I don't want to, you know, let's support each other to, to honor the, whatever we gained through this that we want to uh, preserve. So it can be personal, it can be in our workplace, but I just think the conversation is important to open up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So that people need to know, and I know this for myself, in the midst of enormous disruption, there are some things that are not gonna change. What is yeah. stable in your life? Yeah. It's uh, continually giving you a sense of purpose too. Yes. Yeah, you know. it's something that you can preserve. Yeah, the same purpose that we had three months ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll have it for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, yes, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. So the yeah. final question would be, how are we going to use this time right now to make it even a better place than we had before? And just that, then you get brainstorming and you get innovative. And by the way, if people haven't talked about their losses, they're not going to be interested in, you can't just do one, two, and three. It's not like a linear thing that you do in one hour and now we're done. Mm -hmm. This is evolve. This evolves. But I think this is an opportunity. If we don't, we miss an opportunity. And we've talked about that. This has been a big theme of ours through this. But if you're real through this, I think there's a tremendous opportunity to make what, whether it's our family, whether it's our workplace, whether it's ourselves, uh, if we don't come out of this better in our world, we have missed a tremendous opportunity. Absolutely. In many ways, I wonder if our whole planet is on a trajectory for, for uh, self-annihilation almost. And I think this has been a, hopefully a wake-up call for all of us to examine our lives, examine our values, examine our purpose. How are we going to come together as a community um, in different ways. And yes, there's going to be a transition here because people are very nervous about how to connect with each other. But this has been hopefully a time for some soul searching. And if it hasn't been a time for soul searching, maybe you've been in a place where you've had to be really busy for the last three months. My hope is that let's make sure that we come out of this with a new vision for humanity. I said to my sister the other day, What's that? The, I said to my sister the other day, I think the earth hit the reset button. <laughs> it was, it needed a, it needed a pause and a reset, you know, and we, when I remember Dave, when we first started doing these podcasts together, we were talking about how uh, it was kind of as things were clearing up in Italy and China and how the fish were coming back into the canals in Venice and how the, the skies were clearing and how, you know, we needed to stop <laughs> for a bit. It was, it was incredibly important. Uh, it's really unfortunate the way it happened, but I don't, I'm not sure if humanity would have listened otherwise. And it's interesting. I keep wondering how I'm going to be conscious of not to fall back into the race because we're getting there and it's happening. So today I said, I'm going to work at the office, which is a ghost town. <laughs> so I'm sitting here by myself. But I said, you know, I have some things I need 
you know, some tools, whatever here. And so, but I'm leaving and I'm not managing my time. <laughs> I'm running out the door and I'm dragging my jacket down the street and getting into my car and racing over here. And I got here and I was like, what just happened? <laughs> like, I haven't done that in four months, right? And it's just very interesting how in the snap of a finger, you could fall right back into that. And so I'm lucky I had the awareness to ask myself what happened today, <laughs> rather than just be like, okay, well, that's going to be normal again. I was like, no, no, <laughs> I like what's been happening. And I'm way more productive that I slow down and I don't rush around and I spend more true time with people, like real connected time with people now than I ever did before in our organization, outside of our organization, my friends, my family, like, I don't want to lose that, but I, I'm going to have to be really aware of it. And um, so I think that even though you're asking these questions, whether they're for an organization, they can be for a person too. I think it's a really important uh, piece to reflect on because I think a lot of us have experienced that some of that like peace and serenity <laughs> in our lives too and that's been one of the really kind of beautiful things that's come out of all of this as well. So this brings into our conversation a few weeks ago about mindfulness. Mm. Just be aware what just happened you just you just had expressed a mindful exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what just happened here? I was in a hurry and I did, did I need to be in a hurry and I'm getting back into the rat race and do I need to be? And yeah. you know what? A change in your life, this planet would be better if every single person learned to be just a little more mindful that came out of this. Yes. It's and almost like, like I could envision myself, you know, like my hair is out everywhere and I'm like one shoe on and one shoe off and I'm running out the door. My key, I can't find my keys, right? Like you just kind of like envision and they get here. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> That's so crazy, <laughs> but at least so you noticed it. You yeah. caught it. You weren't just lost in your thoughts. And I'm so lost in the hurriedness. So we'll need to keep reminding each other. Yes, yes, let's do. And if you're listening, try to gain that awareness because oh, it'd be so nice not to fall back into it if you can. <laughs> Make your life a little bit better in the long run. <laughs> so I would hope that every person on this planet comes out of this thing reflecting, how are we gonna make this world better? How will I do my part to make this world better? And being authentic doesn't help the world be better. What's the point? But listening to ourselves and being authentic, I don't think you can help but improve the planet that we live in and on. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time, as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again.